With two weeks to go to Christmas, um, we wanted to make sure that we got a couple in before we left for, for the festive season um, to talk to you about uh, a couple of things that we're really into, that we're really liking at the moment, bit of things about what, uh, bit of info about what's going on in the blog and what's coming up next week before we finish. So, um, should we get into it? Yeah, we've got but some great stuff to talk about today. We really have. It's pretty exciting. We've been getting, we've been proper geeking out over some new tech, haven't we? We have indeed. Um, as you know, it's what we do best. Um, and but but before we start, Tab, are you okay? How are you? I'm fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a drizzly, snowy, blustery Monday morning. It's snowing. Yeah. I mean, if we look up, it looks great. If you look down, it's just wet and miserable. <laughs> so, pretty much. Advice for life is just always look up. You'll be surprised by what you see. Indeed. Not enough people look up. Literally and metaphorically. Okay. Right, let's crack on then. So, Tab, uh, tell us about the app that's been um, getting you hot under the collar this last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird way of putting it, but um, there's this really good app. Um, it's called Tandem, T-A-N-D-E-M. Um, and Tandem is a really great app for language exchange. So what it does, you make a profile, you say which what your native language is and what languages you speak and which languages you want to learn. And it automatically then matches you with other people who can speak the languages that you want to learn and want to learn the language that you speak. Um, and, you know, there are lots of apps that do that kind of thing, but what really surprised me about this is that there are just loads of people using it, and so I just keep meeting loads of interesting people. Um, so that's been great, but also it has some great features. Okay. So, you know, um, in WhatsApp, you can send, like, little voice messages to people. Yeah, yeah. So it has that built into it. So that's really good for language learning, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you can listen back to it. But also it has a feature where you can correct each other's messages. Wow. So if you long press on someone's message, you can correct it. Um, and it will actually display the original message that they sent and then the corrected version. So a little bit like track changes in a Google Doc or on Word or something like that, yeah? That's a really good way of see the edits. Exactly. It's really clever. Yeah, it's great for language learning. And uh, there aren't any other social media apps that do that. So. No. Um, and I think, uh, well, clearly language learning is a huge industry. and There's a lot of money to be made. And there are companies just throwing technology at the problem of language learning. Definitely. Right? But nothing, nothing yet can quite substitute a person helping you out with the, you know, we were talking earlier about the subtleties of the English language. Um, some of those things, yeah. nuances are really difficult to convey in, uh, through technology at the moment. Um, but uh, it reminded me of an article I saw the other day, which is um, Geolingo now are uh, doing podcasts. Interesting. Yeah, so um, it's, they, the headline here is Geolingo podcasts are a casual way to learn a language. Um, but they're sort of uh, they're doing it in seasons, and it focuses on simple to understand Spanish language stories, not fiction. Um, first episode's about a boy who loves soccer uh, and his local Mexican team getting promoted to Division One, and it has a sort of um, uh, you know uh, NPR, which is a well-known sort of, um, sort of uh, radio or um, you know national public radio. Yeah, so uh, yeah. feel to it, um, and yeah, so it's supposed to be quite good. So it's a it's sort of Duolingo. So. You know, it's clear that there's demand for language learning, so the tech is still playing catch-up to some extent. But Definitely. Some great innovation as a result. Yeah, and, it, and you know, Duolingo is a great app in itself. You know, it has a lot of automated kind of um, space repetition within it to help you make sure that you remember the lessons that you do. Um, but coupling that with some actual interaction with another mm-hmm. person is a really good recipe for doing well in your language learning. And that's the other thing with an app like Tandem. 
is you need a critical mass of people, otherwise it's just useless. So it sounds like they've managed to achieve that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's weird though because I've never heard of it before. Okay, so is it? It's quite new. Do we know? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just did a search for it and, yeah. and it came up, but um, but certainly for the languages that I've been trying to learn, which you know, uh, Japanese and Cantonese. I've just had, like, I get people, loads of people adding me every day, and right. so it's great. That's fantastic. And you mentioned a uh, technique there called spaced repetition. Yeah. That's a really classic teaching tool, isn't it? Um, and, of course, technology can help you support that. So Definitely. if you're listening to this and you're an academic at the University of Sussex, uh, you're interested in how uh, technology might help you uh, with spaced repetition, a uh, really powerful teaching tool, then get in touch and we can help you out. Absolutely. Um, and on the topic of language learning and powerful tools, yeah. Um, we were having some fun with a really powerful tool recently, weren't we, Dan? What were you looking at? Yeah, so I was getting really excited about ThingLink, uh, and I genuinely never thought I'd hear myself say that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know ThingLink, ThingLink is a reasonably powerful markup tool for images um, and regular videos, um, but their premium service allows you to mark up 360 images. Now, oh no, what's this markup yeah. jargon you're using? What, what's what's markup? So, long-term listeners of the podcast will know that we've been getting excited about 360 and VR for some time. Indeed. Uh, so that's why we're doing looking at that. But markup simply means placing things on the picture. So it could simply put in some text on there. It could be put in a circle to say, look at this. But actually... So I could put like a link yeah. in my image. Well, it could be a link. So this is the thing, is with things like ThingLink and other tools that are available, you can start to put quite rich information on there. So link to active content. So mm. you can put Google Docs on there. You could put a web link. You can put videos. You can put more pictures. You could put a link to another 360 picture. So you could create a tour. So you, it's, you know, the limits are... Well, there are largely not many limits. Um, it's more difficult to do with video, so we, the, the, you can't do it on video at the moment. So I've been using that and having a look. Now I've also started to play with another tool called H5P. Now H5P is a service where you can create um, open education resources for free. And H5P, there's been a lot of buzz about it in the education world, hasn't there? Yeah, so what it lets you do is create, share and reuse, and I'm using their words here, interactive HTML5 content. And they're a standalone HTML5 objects, so you can embed them in any website. Hang on, and this all you do all this in your browser? You do it all in browser, right? So you can create quizzes, flashcards, sorting exercises, um, accordion menus, um, you can mark up images in that as well. Um, but what's quite nice about H5P is you can create all this interactive, active um, content and embed that into ThingLink. So we can have a 360 picture with all this interactive content inside, which immediately changes the passive nature of viewing images and videos. Wow. So it's a really powerful combination and one I've been getting really excited about. So um, It's like a learning technologist's dream, isn't it, really? <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's a really powerful uh, combination and I'm looking forward to exploring that. And one of the features which you alluded to earlier was um, in the Chrome browser, um, there's a HTML, uh, there's a H5P object that allows you to answer a question using your voice. So, for example, maths question: two plus two. You say four. It goes correct. Two plus two so equals it, five. Wrong. So I think we're used to kind of having quizzes that are automatically marked, where it asks you a question, you type it in, yeah. and you click an answer, and it automatically marks it. But we're talking about audio, yeah. so it asks you a question and you answer with your voice yeah. and it marks it correct or incorrect. Yeah. 
But surely it doesn't work properly, right? Uh, it worked. Well, we only we did minimal testing the other day, didn't we? So we, it was a basic uh, sum. It was the example on there. 2 plus 2 equals 4, uh, or 2 plus 2 equals what? And we answered. And we tested it with a range of styles of voices and wrong answers. And we couldn't fool it, actually. Yeah, we did play around, yeah. and we couldn't manage to fool it. So yeah. it was impressive. Yeah, so we've got more work to do, more exploration. But I think it was a really powerful in, um, object there, because... You know, 360 by very nature of the medium is much more immersive. But to add interactivity to that, to that is fantastic. Yeah, and so the idea that you can mark audio automatically, that has huge potential for language learning, right? It if really you imagine does. putting a student in a 360 virtual environment where you've got all different objects around the room and they're all labelled with you know particular vocabulary, you know, the words that describe those things. And you could test them on it, mm. and they could actually t test their pronunciation, see if they get it right. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's incredible. It is, and it reminds me actually of a, an app I used recently called Learn Chinese. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, the Microsoft now, one. Yeah, and I didn't spend a huge amount of time on it, but I played around with it, and that's done through a conversational style, but you're doing it with the software, and uh, not real people. So it will play something to you, ask you to record it back, and it'll tell you if you've got the intonations right or wrong. Um, and then it can have a you can have a text message conversation with it as well. And that's all automated, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. So language learning's got some way to go, but my goodness, that's yeah, come a long way. Definitely. And so that's that's kind of like learning from a chatbot almost. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That. yeah, exactly. Right. So um, that's what's begin getting us excited. Um, what's going on on our blog at the moment, Tab? Some mysterious and um, fantastical stuff. There is. Uh, Advent calendar of digital proportions. <laughs> digital proportions. <laughs> the logs. Uh, so on our blog, there is a um, an advent calendar, which is pretty cool. Some of you've been following along already. Yeah, and it's not just any advent calendar, as Tab says. It's a advent calendar of all the things that that's been going on for us this year. So it's links to blog posts. It's links to technology. It's links to info about the team members bit of everything so you know in the festive spirit George brilliantly put this together and it just looks so wonderfully Christmas <laughs> <laughs> you definitely should check it out if, yeah. if for no other reason than the fact that he's recreated the Sussex campus in, in like a cartoon format it's incredible the, yeah. yeah and the, de the, the detail on Meeting House the Meeting House is, is brilliant that is the masterstroke yeah so you go to blogs.sussex.ac.uk forward slash t-e-l blogs.sussex.ac.uk forward slash T-E-L so um, yeah that's our Christmas offering um, with the end of year in mind yeah. um, next week we're going to try something that well we've not done before because you know we haven't come to the end of a year in a podcast no in this podcast no but we're going to do something exciting involving other people yeah we're going to try and bring the team in uh, we haven't asked them yet, so uh, I say kicking and, the kicking and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna try and do an end of year quiz, sort of ed tech he themed quiz with okay. maybe a few curveballs thrown in. Christmas ed tech quiz extravaganza. It's gonna be off the charts, <laughs> off the hook, off the <laughs> literally off the bottom of the charts of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> off everything. Yeah, possibly it's not going to be on any chart. No, um, but it's going to be fun, and we're going to have some fun. So if you want to listen to us, have some fun, um, and play along at home um, or in your office, please do. So that's uh, next week. Um, the Great Sussex EdTech Podcast Quiz. <laughs> <laughs> 
we might come up with a catchy title. And there's, but anyway. Yeah, but um, but yeah, check out the advent calendar as well. Yeah, and you, you might you might learn something interesting about what we do and or some apps that you could use. But you also will learn about our favourite Christmas films. And I'm going to have the final word here, Tab. Because <laughs> the polls have it. I did a poll on Twitter over the weekend. Die Hard is a Christmas film. There we go. I I would never argue with that. Yeah. Die Hard is a great Christmas yeah. film. And on that bombshell, <laughs> it's time to end the show. <laughs> All right. I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Thanks for listening. That's us this week. It's been great to have. So Tandem, Thinglink, H5P, Advent Calendar, quiz next week. If you want to know more, get in touch with us. Until next time. Yep, have a good week. Bye. Bye.